chronic disease, today's epidemic from cancer to Alzheimer's to diabetes, so much more, you can prevent it, you can treat it, and you can recover from it. Natural ancient therapies such as Ayurvedic medicine have never been so more relevant than right now with today's epidemics. You don't have to be the one. You don't have to be in that norm of getting dementia or getting premature blindness or whatever it is. You don't have to be in the norm of getting inflicted with a chronic disease or your senses deteriorating or whatever it may be. You can live a life free of disease, a long, happy life. Own it. Be it. Vital Veda Show. Immerse in a shared experience with me of exploring exciting realms of holistic health and the rich, expansive field of consciousness of which underlies and encompasses everything. It is here that we explore the essence of what health and vitality truly is. Get ready to discover how to enliven your ultimate potential for health and to live a life in a frictionless flow while achieving more. You deserve to feel vitality. As a matter of fact, it is innate within you. Welcome, this is Dylan Smith, Ayurvedic practitioner, educator and lover. Welcome to another podcast. Today is a recording that of talk I did with Matt Ringrose at Bondi Meditation Center in Sydney and it's related to the epidemic of chronic disease and relates it to the latest Nobel Prize, which was won for circadian medicine, which is basically Ayurveda 101, how to live in tune with nature cycles, circadian rhythms. This will all be explained in the podcast. Um, this podcast is quite jam-packed, but really it is about giving you easy tools to effortlessly integrate into your life to prevent chronic disease. You know, I used to think preventative medicine was boring. But really, when you look at the statistics, when you look at what people are getting inflicted with these days, you should prevent it. I want you to be part of that now. Few people who actually thrive in life and don't get inflicted with degenerative diseases. You know, people are expecting these diseases. They're finding it normal for their parents to go into an old age home and get dementia or get premature blindness and macular degeneration. You know, it's it should not be that way. Ayurveda says... A healthy person means your senses should minimally or not at all deteriorate and that you should not be inflicted with these diseases. You should live long. So be one of the few, own it and live a long life with minimal to no suffering at all. I just want to point out when I speak about sunscreen in this podcast, I got my rays wrong. Actually, UVA rays are the harmful rays and UVB rays are the beneficial rays. However, sunscreen usually blocks UVB rays, which are the beneficial rays and allows the UVA rays in. So that's what I just wanted to say. And that's why the environmental working group proved that 80% of sunscreens are toxic or don't work. Another thing is Matt, when Matt speaks, the man who interviews me, it's very soft because he, he doesn't have the microphone, but when it's me, the sound should be good. Enjoy. So, Dylan, I'll just introduce him. So, Dylan is an advisor, but I a doctor. Um, he has studied, and he'll tell you, if you don't know anything about Ayurveda and so on, anyone here doesn't know anything about Ayurveda at all? Don't be shy. 
Yeah. So that's worth Dylan knowing. It's Indian stuff. Old medicine. But I'm sure Dylan will be able to accommodate all levels. Um, but so Dylan's been fortunate enough to study with some of the best Ayurvedic doctors in the world. Um, and so he goes and studies with them mainly in Hyderabad, in India. And how long do you go for at a time, Dylan? It's reducing, but now it's a few months. A few months of time. And he recently went and had um, another time with them, and he wanted to share some of the things that came out of that. And we're lucky to have Dylan here. Like This knowledge is not that widespread and well-known. And to have someone with access to that level of knowledge um, living in North Bondi, <laughs> so, um, so over to you, Dylan. Thank you. And like all of you said, mostly said you've heard about Ayurveda, but how many of you maybe heard about it but don't really know much about it? Okay, so still decent. Okay. Um, so I'll give a give an introduction. Um, and like what I wanted to talk about tonight is the epidemic of chronic disease and. It's become so relevant, especially with Ayurveda, um, because of the recent Nobel Prize was awarded for circadian medicine. But I will first explain Ayurveda so you see how it ties in. So Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word, two roots, Ayur means life, Veda means uh, knowledge or science. So Ayurveda is the science of life. That's what it means. Is such a holistic science. It has an answer for everything. Like it's basically comprised of. It's about living in tune with nature, and when you live in tune with nature, you live in tap into your own human nature, and that's where perfect health lies. You know, it's about enlivening that that perfect health within you, and you know what's one of the best ways to do that. Vedic meditation, it brings you to that unified field, you know, reminds you of it. But, you know, we also got to work on the mind and the body as well as the consciousness. Um, so it's, it's about attuning to your, to your own nature. And that's where, you know, you should feel vital and you should feel energized. Um, yeah, and this is the thing which was had me researching so much the past six months is since this Nobel Prize came out, which I was in India at the time and I was laughing at it because it said the Nobel Prize was what for circadian medicine, living in tune with nature's cycles. So it's saying the Nobel Prize for medicine was given saying you've got to go to sleep with the sun, wake up with the sun, eat with the sun, be more in tune with nature. And I just thought, wow, this is, this is Ayurveda 101 for those of you who like know this and who've known a bit about Ayurveda and all that, you know, a lot of the Ayurveda community was saying, matching up the Nobel Prize with the ancient science. Um, and from that is now stemming this chronic disease epidemic right now, you know, Alzheimer's, cancer, autoimmune disease, especially in Australia, thyroid diseases, especially in Australia. And there, a lot of the scientists are saying that it's because everyone's lost in touch with nature. And they're prescribing circadian medicine. They're saying, live in tune with the nature. And they're saying, um, 
you know, so many things like, like uh, there's this thing which I, I find particularly funny is called grounding mats. Has anyone heard of grounding mats? So it's basically like for people who don't have access to the earth and they, you know, the science are giving all these, you know, interesting science, like it's giving negative ions to you, which is true. And um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's for people who are in offices and who don't touch the earth. We're so fortunate to live where we are near Bondi. We get to, you know, touch the earth. And um, But even I've I've spent, been in India when for maybe even weeks I haven't touched the ground and then I walked into the park park and I put bare feet on the ground I'm like whoa I can feel it so um yeah it's just interesting seeing this science come come up with these things um and yeah they're they're prescribing this things like sunlight sunlight is a massive one um and just before I go in that, so more about Ayurveda, it's based on the five elements. That's one of the theories, the five element theory. That's space, air, fire, water, earth. These are the five elements. They're dominant in everything in the universe, in every human, in every plant, in every food, in every object. This is Vada Pitakafa, what you've heard of. Vada Pitakafa is the summary of that. So Ayurveda has been so simple, it's, it makes it very simple. It's like, Here's five elements, balance the element. We're going to make it even more simple. Here's three doshas, a summary of the elements. You know, vada is space and air, pitta is fire and water, and kapha is earth and water. So, it's just so simple that it, it's like, it just sees within your person or within a food or within a herb, based on the doshas. You need more of this dosha, less of this dosha, here's another thing that's going to increase it or decrease it. So it's very simple and... These, these elements are also dominant in the times of the day. So like, you know, in the morning, 6 till 10. Well, let's start actually in the very morning. 2 till 6 a.m. is vata, air and space. Vata is movement, clarity, nervous system. It's why we most of us will wake up at that time, whether it's to go to the toilet or you have vivid dreams then. Sleep is light then, you're actually awake your, your nervous system is, is awake anytime after 3.30am and that is why for you, those of you who get up if you get up at that time you feel much more energy that day because you, you catch that vata clarity that good energy and um, you know bowel movements is easier to have like everyone should have bowel motion before you eat or drink anything any coffee this is a, one of the indicators of proper health and because the movement, Vada is movement. And then there comes the Kapha, 6 till 10 a.m., the earth element, the heaviness, heaviness, sluggishness. That is, you know, if we wake up with that, then that's going to stick with us. Then we're going to feel sluggish, heaviness. You guys probably know from experience, the more you sleep in, the more sluggish you'll feel that day. It's the Kapha element, compounding. So get up with the sun, or before the sun even better. And that's why the meditations before sunrise and the yoga is so good and so many things you can do Ayurveda has so many good tools like rituals daily routine things if you wake up early you can do it so um, can you just elaborate a little bit upon why would a meditation be so good before the sunrise so because the vada vada elements are dominant in the atmosphere that is air and space so air and space is more subtle elements and um, it's also a time we call in the Vedas called Brahmin Mahuta. 
Mahurta means time period. Brahmin means totality. It's the time of totality. It's about 3.30 till 5.30, or two hours before sunrise. Everything in the atmosphere is more towards transcendent. It's more subtle. You can feel the energy. So this is why the meditation is like that. And anything you do, like the Ayurvedic self-massage you do. You know, I said a bit, really, as a few, in, some people don't even know what good health is. They say, oh, I'm healthy. Then I ask them, do you do this? Because there's, you know, in Ayurveda there's 10 indicators of good health. Like samadosha, samadhatu, sabagnishta, malakriyaha, prasana, atma, indriya, manaha, swastya, ipitiyade. Means. <laughs> this is the shlokas. This is the ancient. Uh, this is the authority. So, samadosha means your doshas are balanced. All your elements are balanced. So this is the waking up. When you get up, do you, get, do you jump out of bed? This is one indicator. You should just get out of bed. No, no snoozing. Then, do you also, when you go to sleep, do you go to sleep straight away? And that's 6 till 10 period, 6 till 10 a.m. and 6 till 10 p.m. That's why we want to get to bed before 10 o'clock. Hitchhike on that kapha, that heaviness, that sluggishness. Let us take us throughout the night. And um, that's, that's a good tool for people who have sleep issues and who aren't getting restful sleep. And um, sleep's a big thing. Sleep's your main biorhythm. If you get that right, you'll get a lot of things right. And if you're not getting sleep right, that's one of the pillars. We all know it's one of the pillars of health. And good sleep. And then, then comes the 10 till 2. 10 till 2, day and night, that's pitta, fire. 10 till 2 in the day, our digestive fire. In Ayurveda, we call it agni. Our fire is everything, our digestive fire. It's our metabolism. It metabolizes emotions, it metabolizes food, it metabolizes experiences. Especially for food, it will, it's the strongest when the sun's the highest. So we eat lunch as the biggest meal. Not at night time when that should be the least uh, big meal. And we should go to sleep without a food in our stomach. And, and I'll talk more about this overeating. We are now, as a culture, eating too much. We, yeah. And this 10 till 2 at night, this is very interesting. So this is again what the modern science has come with this Arcadian medicine is. That is when Pitta, Pitta is the metabolism. So when we're metabolizing, especially all the micronutrients. I bring my teacher here once a year and he's seeing a lot of deficiencies. And we know like 85% of, I think it's the population or USA, I'm not sure, is vitamin D deficient. There's a lot of deficiencies. And one of the reasons, actually, is because we're not sleeping between 10 and 2 when our digest, when our agni is digesting these micronutrients from food. So that's why we need to be asleep with this. And then the circadian guys have also said um, that that's melatonin, most melatonin production. And melatonin is such an important hormone, um, which, again, is really screwed up in us these days because of the light, artificial lights and lacking sunlight because we're in offices and blue light this is one of the one of the epidemics as well um see that's 10 till 2 and then um yeah again the vata time happens in the afternoon that's why you get that again that calm kind of wave um 2 till 2 till 6 p.m as well and yeah this is the elements as well dominant throughout the day and then through the season so it's about living in tune with it and tapping into it do you think that you get calm wave between two and six? Yeah, there can yeah, be. It can be. It's that everyone, you know, it's that 
it's that 420 time, like, you know, every, everything in the atmosphere, there's, it's just more, everyone's t- a bit more tired, it's just... Yeah, I'm just thinking, um, when I've been feeling really rough and really anxious, and maybe I'm sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I've got, to, it's got to like 6pm and that will flip me into feeling loads better. Mm. Yeah, because the kapha is the stri- strength, it's more stability. Vada is up in the clouds, up in the, those airy fairy people. That's why you can definitely feel the anxiety. Yeah, so that's why if you're in balance, it feels good. If, yes, yeah. this, this is the imbalance Vada I'm talking about. And again, yes, you can definitely feel increased anxiety because the air and space is in the, the head. So those are the cycles. And, and it's, it's just so funny and interesting to see these scientists going back to this circadian medicine. And they're, and they're prescribing it as the cure for not so much the cure definitely the cure as well but for prevention for this epidemic disease that we definitely have right now like infertility is a big one and it's so sad i see it a lot and a lot of people come to my teachers because they're experts in this not just infertility but uh female gynecology and so many other things but it's really sad um you guys if you guys know anyone it's it's really sad and the females and the males and um, there's, there's, there's many causes for all this, but, um, this is one, like, you know, especially with the, with the light, the melatonin, the, the not all the hormones, but also because of leptin. Leptin is like one of our, um, most important hormones probably. And that's related to metabolism and fat metabolism. And I'll talk more about this. And this is because of the eating where we, we, we're not in a good metabolic state right now where, we're craving energy from foods like we've lost the ability to tap into our calm stable source of fuel which is fat we basically have two sources of energy fuel why, why do we eat food by the way does anyone want to answer what what's the reason huh energy. exactly we make atp which is energy this is the problem with eating big dinners you go to sleep your body doesn't have anything to use it then it gets stored excess energy increases tissues protein especially I personally use the pulse as diagnosis because you can get a very clear answer from the subtle and gross body um, and questioning and things. But you can you can also learn yourself. You will learn to, to once you get in tune, you'll start experiencing what, what is wellness. <coughs> and I didn't finish that shloka with all the things. So, samadosha, samadatu, all your healthy tissues. Okay? The seven tissues of your body. Samagnisha. Sama means healthy agni, healthy metabolic activity. And again, fat or sugar, two sources of fuel. We are now as a culture lost the ability to burn fat. We are burning sugar. It's like it's like uh, you know, it's afternoon or whatever. Where we feel low energy, we want organic chocolate, organic nuts, organic dates coffee, quick injections of stimulants for energy. Why? Because we've lost the ability to tap into our calm, stable source of fuel, which is fat. Right? We want to be burning fat. And now we're all hearing fat is good for you. Um, you know, after decades of the American food industry telling that fat's bad for you, and then everyone's eating corn syrup and sugar, and diabetes epidemic started then, and now we know that's completely bullshit. The FDA's said that 
fat is not, they've taken out of heart disease. Still doctors think cholesterol is bad. They still, um, don't worry about your cholesterol levels. Don't worry. It's, it's about the oxidized cells in the cholesterol. So don't, people fearing it, don't worry. It's, it's good. It's known. Just doctors still don't know this. Like, unfortunately, a lot of the doctors, it's the education and things. It's not their fault. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we've lost the ability to tap into fat. And fat is not just about losing weight. That's like much a side effect. The main thing is energy levels, clarity of mind. Um, energy, like emotional stability and loss of cravings because we don't crave these things. We're tapping into our calm, stable source of fuel. And I personally experienced this because when I started studying Ayurveda, I was a lot studying and I was eating nuts and sultanas like every half an hour even for energy, energy. And I thought it was all right. Like my Ayurveda teacher told me, you know, peel your almonds is the best in zinc and good for the mind. <laughs> but I was just snacking, snacking, snacking. And, it, and then I went to India for my first time there for six months. And I was fed by the family and I didn't cook my... And I was only fed three meals a day, no snacks. And I felt a massive difference in the energy. I was waking up with energy. I was, you know, tapping into my calm, stable source of fuel. I wasn't relying on these quick injections of stimulants of food. So as a culture, we've lost the ability to burn fat. We're... we're Burning sugar. So the key to move back to fat metabolism is three meals a day, no snacks. Slowly bring it to that, and make those three meals good meals, nutrient. You know, eat with awareness. Like even if you're eating Ayurvedic food and you're eating in front of your desk, you're not going to digest it. You need to relax. You know, let it nourish you and satisfy you, and then you'll be gone. So this is the, this is the. Samagnishtha, healthy metabolism. Malakriya, proper elimination of wastes. As I mentioned earlier, everyone should be having bowel motion first thing in the morning before any coffee, anything. And that's a proper indicator of health. And all the things, um, all the menstrual cycle proper. Um, and, uh, and then the mind, senses. Senses should minimally deteriorate if deteriorate at all. And one of the other epidemics is your eyes. Epidemic of premature blindness because of macular degeneration. Because of the screens and the artificial light and the blue light. This is one big thing I've been uh, looking a lot into recently. And, you know, and, and especially a lot of these people who have been following good diet and whole, you know, it, it, I is not so specific about diet. It's just simple principles of Whole foods, avoid the processed stuff, and especially your organic gluten-free bars which have oils in them. Any oil cooked is congesting to the liver, and that's quite toxic. Um, and, um, yeah, so this eye from the, from the light. So, yeah, it's, it's a big epidemic right now. and You know, we weren't looking at light past sunset, you know, 100 years ago or more, um, besides candles and fire. And now we've got blue light in our face all the time and it's destroying the mitochondria in our cells, in our eyes, which is disrupting melatonin and causing hormonal issues. And, you know, as I said, leptin is one hormone 
you know, they're saying the most important in fat, and that's causing metabolic issues. And it's so what I was saying was, if you are doing this diet and you are healthy, and you but you're still not, you're still not getting there. Well, maybe it's not all about diet. There's also light. There's two more things which which I've recently been really strong about is light and EMF, electromagnetic fields. And people, you know, we think we're strong. We think these don't affect us. By the way, electromagnetic fields are like wireless devices, Wi-Fi, phones, you know, on 3G, um, radio towers. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's massive, massive influence on us. And the science now is showing it. And there's a lot of on it. If you want to read more, I can tell you about some studies. And it's 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 a cause of this epidemics and. You know, autism is going crazy. Also, one other contributor. There's many causes. One cause which these scientists don't know: karma. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, if some of these scientists, who I've, some of them I've been listening to, they're bloody awesome. But if they meditated, they would be like, because <laughs> um, they haven't tapped into these subtle levels. They're getting a great holistic sense of the body, but still, they're lacking this holistic sense, which you can feel from like the pulse. And my teachers can just know so much. And you can transcend all this stuff, by the way. I was reading about these epidemics of EMF and I told my teacher, Dr. Raju, who some of you met, and, I, and he's on his phone a lot because he gets calls from a lot, like all over the world. He's on his phone a ridiculously amount. And I said, Krishna, EMFs is so bad. He's like, Abhyanga. <laughs> Abhyanga. Abhyanga is the oil massage, which you should all do. And I have a sheet on it, and you can go to my website, download a poster, and it's, it's basically, you know, we sleep, we eat, we exercise. We also got to lather our body with oil and move the blood and move the lymph, and our skin has more nerve receptors than anything in the body, so it completely calms the nervous system. If you're having sleep issues, give yourself an oil massage. You're giving yourself love. You're increasing oxytocin, the loving bonding hormone. So many benefits. You ask anyone in this room who's done it, it, you will definitely feel the difference that day. And you guys know who do do it, but you should do it more. And it's one another great benefit which I've learned is it's a protection from EMF. It's, you get this coating of armor and you're protected from EMF, you're protected from energies. You know, one, my good friend, um, he used to, he works with autistic kids, he used to get a lot of, um, he used to get his energy sucked a lot. He used to feel very drained, but now he's much stronger from the treatments. And he's very strong now. But um, he was prescribed Abhyanga before he sees the kids because it protects him. And, it, and with the sun as well. It, one thing as well, uh, this, this vitamin D deficiency, to do Abhyanga increases your skin's physiology to absorb vitamin D and it properly absorbs it. And in Australia especially, we've thought, you know, sun is bad. It's not. Yes, we have an ozone layer off the east coast, a hole in the ozone which makes us a bit more susceptible, but don't worry guys, there's more causes than skin cancer than the sun. The sun is a very little one. And all this stuff is, you know, it seems crazy. This is what these doctors are saying. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's, they're very provocative, these doctors that are coming out now with this circadian medicine. And they're basically like, it's a big turn in, in science. And you know, one of them especially, if, if any of you are interested in this light, you can look up Dr. Jack Cruz, he's bloody awesome. And he's, you know, pro very provocative and he's got a lot of people thinking like, you know, he's saying, you know, 
the sun does not cause cancer. Like, there's much, you know, much other things, much worse things. And yeah, and when you get pink, it's not a bad thing. It's red blood cells coming to you to activate. Red is too far, but pink is good, actually. So when's the best time to the go to the sun? Best time, well, you need to judge it with your physiology. Like, obviously, the more pale, you're going to get burnt quicker. But the best time is afternoon, evening, sun. And um, definitely get the sun more. With no sunscreen? No sunscreen. No, especially no sunglasses or contacts, because that is just influencing your melatonin What's and your really? lights. <laughs> Wear them at night. Wear them at night. Protect them from the blue light. Yeah. And, you know, these, these are... You know, it's 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 provocative and it's it's surprising and it's all new these these big the big impact of EMF and blue light, but it's real. Like, you know, having your phone in your pocket, like come on, you guys are meditators, put your laptop on your lap. Can you feel it? Can you guys feel it? Like you're frying your genitals. Seriously, like the women why is women as well infertile now? Because their their gene their reproductive organs are aging so much faster. That's why infertility is going higher. No way. Phone in the pocket. Start what you think about Now, now that I've told you, you will feel it. You will feel it because you, as meditators, can feel these subtle influences. And you know, there've been done studies with reducing the bone density. Bone density is a massive thing, our bone, because of the vitamin D as well. Can you never turn it off on your phone? Turn on airplane mode. That's that's hardly any EMF. Basically, none. So, yeah. Is it best to be off at night instead of airplane mode? This airplane mode's pretty much off. Okay. Yeah. Can we talk about sunglasses just for a minute? <laughs> no, I just, yeah, no, it's... it's the main thing is the hormones. So, we're also blocking the... Again, our eyes are so powerful. Um, it's regulating so much with the hormones and the cyclical cycles. Um, and, again, this leptin, this metabolism. So... Interfering it's interfering and it's also blocking the UVB rays. Um, even glass. Like, I used to think I could get in the winter sunlight through glass, but it actually blocks the UVB rays. We want um, the UVB. The UVA is what can cause cancer in excess, and that is what sunscreens block. <laughs> they don't block UVB. They block UVA. Okay, now it's changing, but um, when you see a high SPF, that means it's blocking UVA. And, you know... This is known because, you know, still some people don't know it. Like you guys and your place, like, what? You, you look, you know, it's, it's known that the sunscreen industry went, um, there was a whole dispute over it because they didn't know they were blocking the wrong ray. UVB is what gives you vitamin D. UVA is what gives you cancer in excess. And the sunscreen was allowing the UVA and blocking the UVB. Like, so the best for sun is, you know, if you're in excess then get shade and wear clothing and wear hats. Is there an Ayurvedic sunscreen oil? Oil. <laughs> it's not going to make you burn more. It's just going to protect you. Any oil, Abhyanga oil or coconut oil. In the actual sun? Yeah. Even in the sun is good. If you're getting excess sun, put the oil on. Or even just doing Abhyanga that day and showering and then going in the sun will protect you as well. But you definitely got to monitor yourself. It's not going to stop you from burning. No, it's not. But you, you have to take other measures like shade or clothes. And so, Australia especially, we, do, we are more affected. We have that stronger hole in the ozone layer sun, which is a bit more. And, but the main thing is these hormones. It's, it's causing, you know, with, 
we're looking at blue like our screens at night time it's, it's screwing up our cycles and and you know what these scientists are now saying is the mitochondria is mitochondrial health has anyone heard about mitochondrial health okay so it's it's if you want to read more about this stuff which is an immersing trend and you know one of these guys that said Dr. Jack Cruz they're saying he's like the new Einstein and you hear him talk he's bloody awesome he's He's like, why he's like Einstein? Because he's very provocative and he's going through these outrageous things and he's questioning big science, but it's bloody true. Jack Cruz, K-R-U-S-E. Just listen to a podcast, go to the podcast, iTunes podcast. I love it. And I love him because he's, he's radical and he doesn't give a shit. And he's, and he's getting all this um, attention because he's talking good stuff and making good points. But, um, yeah. So the light... You know, at night, looking at your phone, thinking things. This is this is what's mitochondrial health. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Maybe you remember from high school or primary school, and that's like, you know, that gets affected. And EMFs, these electromagnetic fields. K R U S E. Just he's interviewed so many people. So many interview him, and uh, they what they does. What actually how EMFs work is these electromagnetic fields, which you, by the way, can measure with like a, not that I expect you to, but it's measurable with, <laughs> with these gadgets. And if you look at the, um, the infrared light, you know, the camera, I mean, with your phone, you can see it. And we all know you get brain tumors from phones. And we know the FDA has cl- classified EMFs as a carcinogenic class two. So we know it, but um, still we're just so exposed to it. And what it does is it creates free radicals basically, and that takes over. Slowly, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, what time should you turn? Oh, uh, look, really, so you should be asleep before 10 p.m. Yeah. You don't want to have your, your, your blue light before one to two hours before that. And then when you wake up, say? Wake up, I say just do your whole program. Don't even look at your phone until you've finished whatever your morning program is like. It can involve doing your massage, then shower, then meditate, or exercise, meditate, whatever it is. Then you can do it. But just reduce your exposure. Like a few simple things you can do right from today is turn your phone on the warm. You know, you've got that warm setting, which switches on at night. Turn that on 24-7 and put it on most warm. It'll take two, three days to get used to it. That is one thing we should definitely do. Me personally, I've just now got blue light blocking glasses. You just Google it, you'll get it. Just last because... But I wear it when I'm in because I do a lot of work on the computer. I, I like type articles and, and study on the computer. So, and like now that I've done it, I'm just like, I, so whenever I don't have them, I'm like, shit, this is that. Plus, on your computer, you can get a program called FFlux, F dot L U X. And that makes it warm, but not as warm as the blue light blocking glasses. And these, these blue light ones on the screen, like the phone and the F dot flux, that is like filters for the cigarette. Where you know it's a, we're still smoking, but we got a filter. And this is going to sound radical, but I don't think it is at all. EMFs. This is Dr. McCullough, who's one of the most. Uh, his health website, Natural Health, is the biggest in the world. It gets about seventy million views a, a month, I think, and unique views. And he's saying EMFs is the new cigarettes. Sounds sounds crazy, but I was going to say they bathe the whole of Bondi Beach in EMFs now. And like most yeah. universities yeah. and school and yeah. schools, but yeah, there's like free Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. Westfield, 
And the worst is offices and, and apart, like high-rise apartments. But there's many things you can do to protect, and I'll tell you. And he's saying, why, like, eat new cigarettes. Like, it sounds pretty radical, but when cigarettes came out, we didn't think it was bad. And cigarettes has an accumulative effect. EMFs has an accumulative effect. It's, it's no doubt, you know, there's, there's now studies showing all these things with linking. And it's still, we're still beginning stages. What do you reckon is worse radiation-wise, being wired to your device? That's good. Bluetooth? Not. Or having it up to your face? Headphones. Headphones is good. Or speaker. Use headphones. Connected. Connected. Wired headphones. Bluetooth is bad. Bluetooth is bad and wireless is bad. Or go speakerphone. Mm. I mean, yeah. I can tell you, it's, it's funny listening to these guys because some of them are really radical. Um, they all practice what they preach. But they, they, they're going the radical. Like, they use a selfie stick to speak on the phone. <laughs> on loudspeaker. Or use your landline more. That's a good one. But some simple things, like that, that changing the screen. I'd really recommend um, the glasses, because especially if you're on the computer a lot, um, they're just like, they're, called, they're like UVEX glasses, what tradies wear. Um, Did you bring them? I didn't bring them. Um, <laughs> you know, you can get stuff. You can even, you know, if, I don't know where there's one here, but there's some optometrists that know about this and they're adjusting your frame they're putting blue light blocking fr- uh, lens, uh, frames on no lenses on your glasses it's not prescription or anything it's just so you can use your laptop later at night <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yes yes yeah yeah you know I don't expect you to not use your laptop and yeah, stuff but you need a yeah and you need a just simple filters like this and, and one thing I've been doing a lot um, which is you know a bit, bit of a step for people not as simple as other thing, first, first step one, like definitely get your phone out of your room at night and put it on, on airplane mode, 100%. There's studies showing when they moved a baby, not just one baby, babies, 1.5 meters across the room, they would sleep better. And now there's a whole industry, and we girls started in Melbourne called Building Biology. And you know, we, we listen, we appreciate our biology, our skin. You know, I appreciate my skin, my organs, but what about our building biology? What about what's around us? You know, so these building biologists will come into your room, your house with this very expensive equipment and test, okay, this is coming, you've got this frequency from here, don't sleep there, sleep there, you know, move this just a little bit. Usually it's internal, regu- not, not so much it's from radio towers or something. So, you know, Wi-Fi off at night, 100%. Turn the Wi-Fi off, the modem, not just your phone as well, phone on airplane mode. This is easy. You're sleeping. Just do it. And then another thing which I've been doing, um, which is a bit one step up, but it's not not extreme, is just turning your phone on airplane mode more, like when it's in your pocket, especially. So if you're, you know, if I'm going um, to the po- walking to the post office or something, I'll, with my phone in my pocket, I'll have it on airplane mode. And it's 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 really like for some people it's a big step. It's like whoa, I can't be contacted. Like I'm out of the loop. It's quite liberating. And it's like, wow, someone's actually might contact me and I won't be able to do it. Like, it's, it's, it's a big step for some people. But yeah, these are some th- simple things. Um, and again, don't forget, we can transcend all this stuff, you know, as well. So we are strong. We, we are meditators. We can use all these tools and yeah. So, what do you mean by transcend? So, see you guys. By the way, if you guys want to sign up on my newsletter, what well, on your way out, let you know about information and stuff. Um, so we've got ten minutes left, mm. but I think that is an important question. Yeah. 
Like, um, and what do you mean by that? So, how you can trans basically how you can transcend disease. Now you don't basically have to worry about any of this stuff. Yeah. So, it's definitely like a long way (laughs) for people. But it's basically you know if you have a high state of consciousness, you can kind of detach from your body, still connected to your body, but your body doesn't affect you, and you're not burdened by these diseases. And they've done, you know, autopsies of Guru Dev, and he was disease infested. Um, you know, found all this um, really bad parasites and things. But you know, it didn't. He didn't affect his day to day actions. I've got a good friend who is a meditation teacher. Maybe you all know. I will not say. But <laughs> I'm doing a pod, I'm going to do a podcast with her about it, and she's like one of the most inspiration for this because she's in a very high state of consciousness and. She's got a lot of shit going through her body, but she's so functional, like amazingly functional, and um, you know she can just deliver and teach people amazing knowledge, and so it's not being burned by it. And and a lot of it is also learning about karma. You know, you you might have this thing, um, and also accepting it and working with it and using these tools to uh, you know allow it to be there and function well. So it's basically, you know, the, the high state of consciousness you're in. So high state of consciousness, higher frequency of vibration with you as a yeah. individual, and then things can't coexist in that, the lower vibrations, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and it's yeah, unburdened.
<laughs> the two main epidemics right now yeah. is the EMF and the light. And the third one, which is not so new, is the chemicals. But, you know, I don't need to speak much about that. It's just pesticides. And I'll just tell you an interesting study. Um, they, in 2005, they found over 200 industrial pollutants in the umbilical cord blood. So a big thing is what we're giving to our future generations. And, you know, my personal big interest, one of my biggest interests in medicine is uh, fertility and especially postnatal and preconception because when I learned this from Ayurveda is they have such rich information. Obviously what the father and mother is before conceptions can determine the state of the ovum and sperm. That's going to be the baby's influence the baby when the baby's an adult at 70 years old like it's so influential so and during pregnancy obviously but you know a lot of people are still drinking coke during pregnancy and all these things so that was a big study um the 200 plumes in the umbilical cord and that you know again with all these things that come up and and just just to quickly a bit more on the chronic disease like it's happening so much younger now these kids are Getting today, I had this um, lady email me about uh, daughter had Hashimoto's at like 12 years old and diabetes. Like, I did a talk in Melbourne. A nurse interviewed me who's been doing been nursing for like 60 years. She said she never had diabetes. You have like two diabetes people maybe in the in the hospital, and now it's you know, oh, majority is either pre or or diabetes or pre diabetic. Um, so it's happening younger and also these kids, just be careful with your kids because they're so vulnerable to EMFs because they have thin blood brain barrier and their tissues are more vulnerable. So these babies with the phones and anyway, I'd be younger for everyone. So quickly, I've got brochure on Abhyanga. You can download a poster. You can ideally use medicated oil, which you can get from my clinic in North Bondi. Or use coconut oil in summer or sesame oil in winter. But, you know, if you're doing, you may as well put some herbs into it. It's going to really... Oil is lipophilic. It pulls toxins out the skin surface. Then we shower. Just try it. It's like moisturizing your body, but doing more of a massage. Should you massage before or after? Before. Oh, any. Before shower. Um, and you can do it the evening as well, whenever you have time. And, yeah, that's one thing. And not... I, by the way, I always bring two Ayurveda essentials to the talk. I bring ghee, which I'll briefly touch on because people ask me, and tongue scrapers. Who here scrapes their tongue? And now, for those who just said that, if you had a choice, would you scrape your tongue or brush your teeth? Hands up if it scrape your tongue. See, guys, who don't scrape their tongue? This is how good scraping the tongue is. <laughs> because you, it's very simple. It takes less than five seconds, ten seconds. It's... You know, when you wake up, you have this coating on your tongue. It's, it's like a white coating, maybe yellow. If it's black, come see me. Um, but when you sleep, your body detoxes. It brings toxins out to the tongue. So you've got to scrape it off. About 40% of toxins from the day before come up on your tongue. But within the first three minutes, if you snooze or your ribs all back in, mainly to the respiratory and digestive tract. So I've got copper tongue scrapers. They're cheap as chips. And copper is the best because it's antibacterial and you just scrape it off and that's it. That's one Ayurveda essential I always bring. The other one is ghee, which very quickly on ghee. I've got a brochure on ghee, you can read all about it. 
it's it's basically the best cooking um, oil you should be using. It's it's a good source of fat. You know, it increases the fat metabolism. Um, it increases digestion, joints, lubricates the joints, lubricates internally. Generally, we're quite dry as a culture from all this EMS and vada stress drying our minds. Um, so it increases the microbiome. Another thing we can talk about another day. Yeah. Sometimes so do talks about microbiome. Unless there's anything burning that you want to say right now. Well, that, that's what I was getting to, was nasya. I never bring nasya to a talk, but I did because now it's, it's important because nasya is a practice of putting medicated oil, um, applying it to the nostrils and inhaling the fumes. And I've just, you know, with this, we really need it now in our environment because in Ayurveda, it's, if you come to see me for consultation, I'll give it to you definitely. Um, but I don't usually bring it to talks, but I really think it's important because it lubricates the brain. It protects all our sensory organs. It does the whole head, neck, eyes and throat, thyroid. So, you know, you're sniffing oil to the brain. You apply it to your finger. That's it. Sniff it to your brain. And it's so good to protect from the office environments. And any of these things I have, you can speak to Gali about. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing as well to protect from these things. Thanks very much, Dylan. Right well, I haven't talked about it, and we can do this next time about nutrition. Yeah. And the big thing is love, and I, I mentioned it, is microbiology. Like, um, there's you know, we now know we are ninety percent bugs, ten percent human. You know, we have eight million of our DNA strands is microbiome. Only twenty-two thousand is human, and we are mostly bugs. So. This is why Abhyanga feeds the bugs on the skin, just as food feeds the bugs in our gut, which is the most concentrated of our microbiome. We all know, we're hearing it. Ghee literally is what microbiomes eat. Butric acid is where the word butter comes from, which is, ghee is clarified butter. So when you have this dead food from restaurants who don't cook with love, that's, that's the main thing. These, it, we know if I put a thing of yogurt right here and we had a fight, the bad bugs would proliferate and the, the good bugs would go bad. We know that. We've seen the crystal experiments with the crystal water, the Japanese guy. I love you, water. I hate you, water. For 30 days, they said, I love you. I hate you. The classroom of kids. Then they measured the result. The I love you, water was a beautiful, sacred, geometrical water molecule, and the I hate you was a dead gray. So we know food is sensitive. Thanks for listening, guys. As you see, a real passion I have developed recently is for this EMF and excessive blue light. Big causes of disease these days, um, along with the modern technology. Thanks for listening. If you want to support this podcast and show your love, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you're doing. And please leave a review. I love reading your comments and your reviews. And until next time, stay tuned.